Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Thanks, everybody. I'm Lisa, compulsive overeater. It's great to see you all, and it's great to be here. And I'm grateful to Jazz for asking me to speak. Oh, I just want to name that I'm feeling a little bit frazzled. Um, my well, part of that is due to some of the gifts of the program. Um, I have been in program for. Um, almost nine years now, and I've been abstinent since October, 2012. And that's a lot of days of abstinence in a row. And it has been imperfect. Um, and different seasons of life have brought different challenges and um, the need to work my program in different ways and sometimes more robust and sometimes less. But um, what's going on for me right now is, um, I have a, a baby, I have an almost one-year-old baby. And um, when I came to the program, I was 100% like single and lonely and depressed and um, uh, over a hundred plus pounds up from where I am now. Um, and just really, really unhappy and really miserable. Um, and what has happened over these almost nine years is that I have, um, experienced an entire, um, I have experienced a, a spiritual awakening as the result of working the 12 steps and working with all of you and being in these rooms. And, um, the life that I have today is so big and so far beyond my wildest dreams, even during um, the last 18 months when I mostly had to stay inside and not, not really see people. It's been a really huge, big life. Um, so let me back up just a little bit. So um, I think I was born a compulsive overeater. Um, I can remember being a really, really little kid and sneaking food um, and wanting to eat more food and daydreaming about food. And I knew my parents used to, for some reason, hide the, the junk food in like a very specific, like office desk drawer in my, in our house. And, um, I knew exactly where it was. I knew exactly how much was in there. So I knew exactly how much I could eat without it being super obvious that I had eaten any. Um, and I don't know why, and I'm so grateful that this, in this program, we don't need to know why. Um, but that was basically my condition. And I used to just lie in bed as a kid and imagine being at the grocery store as an adult with my own money and all of the just junk food that I was going to buy. And I could would lie in bed and just imagine it like traveling down the conveyor belt at the grocery store and into the grocery bag. Um, and I learned much later when I came to this program that, oh, that's a food obsession. When you lie in bed at night and think about food, that's a food obsession. And, but not only that, but there are other people like me who also have a food obsession. Um, so my disease appeared in a physical manifestation um, 
from really early on, I was an overweight kid and my parents put me in Weight Watchers and other weight loss programs. It was really embarrassing and humiliating. And through working um, the steps, like working steps four and five and um, eight and nine, I got to kind of let go of the resentment and and anger and shame that I had over that and just say, oh, you know what? They were just really doing the best that they could because they loved me and they really wanted to be help me to be healthy. Um, and so, I mean, that was just basically it. It was just like food and weight and um, yeah, food and weight was always my issue and just tons and tons of shame from the time I was little um, until high school and college and um, just kept putting the weight on um, all throughout. I had one in my early twenties, I had one kind of quote unquote successful experience with a commercial weight loss program. And I um, got down to a fairly normal body size. And then I just, you know, as anyone could predict, I couldn't keep it because I just had to eat um, inexplicably and taking away temporarily having some temporary like willpower because I'm going to temporarily just eat what they tell me to eat. Um, you know, didn't work for me. Um, so I didn't know it then, but I needed a power greater than myself because I, I can't beat this disease. Thank you, Eleanor, your self-will alone. Um, I first came to OA in my mid twenties, I want to say, and I wasn't the right time for me to stay. Um, I was really scared about the higher power step when I would hear that higher power steps, I should say plural, when I heard about that um, in the steps being read. Um, and so it took me until, like I said, eight years ago or nine years ago, rather, um, I was 32 and I just got miserable enough, um, you know, clinically depressed, panic disorder, um, you know, just the beginnings of physical manifestations. I was really lucky in that regard, even though I was still really young, you know, I had some like high blood pressure and some, like I have really bad knees as a result of carrying around way too much weight for years. And, you know, my ankles would start to hurt and I was out of breath all the time. And I was having these random chest pains. I must've gone to the emergency room like a few times over a couple of years with chest pains. And they were always like, yeah, it's, you're fine. It's nothing. Um, and none of that was enough to make me stop eating, but the misery, um, was what finally brought me into the rooms to stay. Um, and I was able to get a sponsor fairly quickly. Um, I was started sharing fairly quickly, um, just kind of trying to share honestly and say that I was scared and I needed help and I didn't know what to do. And I started working the steps and lo and behold, I, after a couple months of, um, actually working with a sponsor and working step one and digging in, maybe I dug into step two, I was actually able to make a commitment to abstinence and adopt a food plan. And that was the abstinence that I still have today from October, 2012. Um, I, um, working the steps with a sponsor was definitely probably, I mean, the most transformative experience I've gone through in my life. I mean, I did a lot of therapy too, and that was super helpful, but, um, 
working the steps with a sponsor. And it took me a really long time to get through the steps um, the first time through, um, I mean, years. Um, and even though, you know, I didn't sort of have all the step steps in my tool belt because it did take me so long. It was just, I think really that was my timing and my sponsor was so lovely and never hurried me along because I was really working it, um, working the program in my own way that whole time. And I think I needed to just kind of sit and be gradual about it. Um, I developed a relationship with a higher power and actually I'm, I'm back to sort of working the steps in a little bit more of a, well, discipline, maybe be a stretch of a word, but I'm working the steps and I'm on step two again, and it's just exactly where I need to be. And it's been so lovely just to really focus on like, oh yeah, I can, I've been asking my higher power to be big enough and wide enough to hold me through various hard things that I'm going through. Um, and that has been so lovely. Um, I will say this time, uh, working the back, working through the steps again, I sat in step one for a little while and I had actually some step one experiences. I feel like sometimes the steps work me instead of me working the steps. And I just, over the last couple of months, just had some experiences of just feeling like right on the edge. I mean, of just being totally powerless over food and being like kind of right on the edge of like wow, Lisa, like you're really taken for granted that you can kind of like fudge things and then get like back on, you know, back onto like working your program and with just some really kind of wishy-washy behaviors. And I mean, thank God, like it scared me enough that I was like honest with my sponsor about it. Sometimes it would take me a few days to get honest with my sponsor about it, but I never, you know, had like a full-on binge and I never, um, uh, eat any sweets, which are, those are like my bottom lines of my abstinence that I wear very loosely. It's like no binging and no sweets. Um, cause both of those behaviors will just like, just take me out. Um, and so after sort of working step one and having step one work me moving on to step two has been like sinking into a warm bath. Thank you, Eleanor. And it's a hot day today. So that metaphor doesn't feel particularly good, but, <laughs> but like I was reminded, you know, just going back to that first time that I worked through the steps and I'm actually working with a new sponsee right now and she's working step one. And I was reminded like how uncomfortable it is to work step one, because that is scary. At least for me, that's how it was for me. Cause I remember telling, saying to my sponsor that first time, I feel like I'm about to jump off of a cliff. And that's like, there's no going back from jumping off a cliff. And I remember her saying to me, um, there's, there's going to be something to catch you when you jump. Um, and so, yeah, just like moving on to, to step two and really, um, starting to really cultivate that. What do I need my higher power to be and to do in my life? Um, and can I really come to believe really deeply um, has just felt really good. So I'm enjoying sitting in that step right now. Um, along the way, I've definitely experienced physical recovery um, in the form of a lot of um, weight loss, weight release. Um, 
I've also experienced a tremendous amount of emotional recovery with incredible relief from my mental health um, challenges, um, incredible relief from shame, incredible relief from character defects like lying, although those, you know, come back to me from time to time as, as they tend to do. Um, and, and incredible relief from shame. I don't know if I said that already, but that I feel like that was like my guiding principle was shame. And um, it's just, it's not such a guiding um, condition for me anymore, which is truly, truly a miracle. Um, so even though, you know, this program is not about like, external things that we get, like, it's pretty amazing, like through this internal transformation, um, just how much my life has changed. I met an incredible man and uh, like four and a half years ago, and about two years ago, we got married and a year ago we had a baby. And, um, it's been like the biggest series of gifts in my life like way beyond my wildest dreams. Like I always had kind of thought like, oh, I'm, I would like to have a baby. And then I had sort of thought like, well, I'm probably not gonna because it's, you know, getting to that age. And then that actually became a reality for me. And it's been like the amount of love <laughs> that a person can experience. I was kind of just unprepared for how much, um, happiness and joy it would bring me. I sort of just thought it would be just really kind of hard and thankless, which at times it is hard. Um, and let's see what else do I want to say. So right now, um, for today, um, my food was imperfect today. I had, um, when the COVID sort of lockdown began, Eleanor, do I have like one minute left? Sorry. Um, uh, one and a half minutes. Great. Thank you. When COVID lockdown began and I was pregnant at the time, I was like two months pregnant and just going through pregnancy is like, I could do a whole share on that and like work in a program while you're pregnant and your body's changing and food changes and all that. Um, I didn't have the willingness to plan my food. And so like for the last year and a half, I have not on a regular basis, consistently planned my food in advance. And I had been kind of the, just like the last few weeks, quite honestly, been getting more into like having willingness to plan my food. And the last couple of days, I have not done that. Um, so that kind of got me off kilter. But I will say, you know, we're dealing with a COVID scare at my kids' daycare, big transitions as my husband is a teacher and he's going, gone back into the classroom the last couple of weeks. And that's scary with the COVID situation. Um, this is a 100% luxury problem, but like we're having some work done on our house. <laughs> it's like, I'm working from home and it's like, really? Oh my God, that sounds so spoiled. Um, uh, but like with all of that, I actually have a higher power um, that I can go to and say like, okay, God, I do not know how to handle what's happening with a COVID scare in my kids' daycare. Like what the heck? And like, if I have my kid at home, then we can't have workers in the house and like, da, 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 da. and it's like, these are things that like, thank you, Eleanor. I will kind of wrap up, but it's like, these are the things that will make me spin out that I can't, like, I don't intuitively know how to handle these situations that baffle me. I need help. I'm just as I am not able to manage my food on my own, 
I need help with these just day-to-day things that happen in life. Um, so, um, yeah, so I think I will wrap it up there. Um, thanks everybody for, for being here and I'm looking forward to the rest of the meeting. Thanks.